Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, Superman fights to clear the names of two boys who have been enmeshed in a web of intolerance, spun by the hate-mongering knights of the White Carnation. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say, Ed, wouldn't you be excited if uh, sometime when you're reading the funny papers, Chief Brandon or uh, the Little Moose or Superman would speak to you? (laughs) Of course, that can't really happen, but you almost feel as if it could when you look over your collection of comic buttons in that new series Kellogg's Pep is putting out. Because these pictures of your favorite comic strip characters are really true to life. Every single one of these 18 different buttons is straight from the funny papers. And it's printed up in bright comic strip colors, too, on white enameled metal buttons that look mighty keen on your jacket or your dresser cap. So how's about reminding Mom to get you some more of that sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep? Because that's the only way you can get these nifty comic buttons. You don't have to send in a single penny, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. But you get a comic button every time you open a new package of Pep. And say, that's really a thrill. And you get another thrill when you spoon into your morning dish of pep, believe me, because that catchy golden toasted sunshine flavor is something super delicious. Something to make you want to eat lots. So hop to it, gang. Ask Mom to get you plenty of P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now the adventures of Superman. Sensational events have taken place in the last 48 hours since a group of hate mongers called the Knights of the White Carnation resolved to remove four players from the Metropolis High School basketball team because the boys are of foreign ancestry. First, a prominent citizen named Charles Canfield, who was about to expose the intolerant Knights, was murdered. Then, two of the high school basketball players, Casimir Pulaski and Tony Rizzuti, were ambushed before a championship game and savagely beaten. Then, following the game, which Metropolis lost, Pulaski and Rizzuti were arrested charged with accepting $50 each to throw the game. As we continue now, Clark Kent, who, as we know, is Superman, is in the office of District Attorney Frank Agnew. Listen. I tell you, Mr. Agnew, you're making a mistake. It's ridiculous even to assume that two boys like Pulaski and Rizzuti would throw the game. Really? Were you in the army tonight, Mr. Kent? I mean, to see the game. Yes, I was. Well, I was there, too. It was obvious to everyone that Pulaski and Rizzuti were trying to lose. Oh, nothing of the sort. I had a talk with the boys after their arrest. They told me they'd been ambushed in front of their house this evening by two men and beaten up. Did you know that? I know. Well, it happened a short while before the game, and that's why they played so badly. Well, if that's true, why didn't they report it? Because they were afraid they wouldn't be allowed to play. They knew the team couldn't win without them. Very noble. Oh, now, look, Mr. Agnew, just because you're the district attorney... I'm sorry if I seem to disbelieve, Kent, but I saw those boys in uniform and there wasn't a mark on them. Why, no, there wasn't. They said they'd been beaten only in the solar plexus. Oh, come now, Kent. Don't tell me you buy that. Certainly I do. I'm surprised. A smart reporter like you falling for such a trumped-up alibi? Well, I don't think it's trumped up. I believe them. Look, Kent, things like this have happened before. When somebody waves $50 under their noses... 
Kids forget about their reputations and their duty to their school and teammates and grab at the money. I don't believe that. Well, I can prove it. Get your hat and come along. Where? To the city jail. I've got a little surprise there for you. Let's go. Here we are, Kent. I'd like you to meet Jip Monroe. Jip Monroe? You mean the gambler? That's the one. Now, listen, Jeff. What's on your mind, P.A.? I understand you were taken upstairs a few minutes ago to meet two boys. Yeah, that's right. Did you recognize them? Sure. They're Pulaski and Rizzuti, two kids from Metropolis High. Are they the boys you bribed to throw tonight's basketball game? Yeah, they're the ones. Yeah, that can't... Yes, but... Uh... You want to tell me what you paid them? Why not? I give them 50 bucks apiece. I can't believe it. That's all for now, Jeff. Let's go, Clark. We'll grab a cab back to City Hall. Well, satisfied now, Kent? No. No, I'm not, Mr. Agnew. But you heard, would you? Yes, but I think Chip Monroe was lying. Ridiculous. Why would he deliberately ask for a jail sentence by confessing a crime he didn't commit? That's what bothers me. I mean, why he did confess so readily. Because he knows he's trapped. Mr. Mortimer, chairman of the school board, had some evidence which led us to Monroe, you see. Mr. Mortimer, huh? Uh-huh. You see, I've been working a long time to drive the crooked gamblers out of athletics. When I got the goods on Chip, I made him realize he'd be smart to cooperate with me. Look, Mr. Agnew, for my money, this whole mess is a frame-up. A frame-up? Yes, I'm convinced those high school boys are being framed. Oh, now, look. And I intend to find out why. Uh, Let me out here, please, driver. Uh, Wait, Kent. Let me drop you at your house. Thanks, but I'm not going home. Where are you going? What's all this about a frame-up? Can't you tell me more? Not now. Give it all to you on a silver platter when it's cooked and ready. Good night. Let's see, where can I change? Oh, this alley is nice and dark. And, yes, it's deserted. Now, <clears throat> off for these clothes. So, the district attorney got his tip to Jip Monroe for Mr. Mortimer, huh? Well, Mortimer struck me as a pretty sly character if I ever saw one. So I think I'd better check into that. But first, a quick trip as Superman to see Perry White. There we are, all set. Up and away! Ken, what brings you all the way out here at this hour? I'll tell you in a minute, Chief. Mind if I come in and close the door? No, no, of course not. Come on in. Thanks. Now, what is this? Get into your hat and overcoat. We're going back to town. Well, what for? Almost one o'clock in the morning. I know, but you've got to bail a couple of boys out of jail. Their families don't have the money. You mean those two basketball players? That's right, Cass Pulaski and Tony Rizzuti. You see, they've been arrested. I know, I know. Jim Olson's been beating my ear about it on the phone. He thinks they were framed. I'm pretty sure they're being framed. And what's more, I think I know by whom. Yeah? Who? By the same person or persons who murdered Charles Canfield. Canfield? Mm Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Remember that newspaper clipping from our paper that was found in Canfield's pocket? Yes, of course. It's a story about the Metropolis High School basketball team. That's what right. Is that? It included a picture of the team. And if you remember on Canfield's clipping, four of the players' names were underlined in red ink. Yes, I remember that. Wait but a minute. That... Wait, wait, listen. Yesterday, Mr. Mortimer, chairman of the school board, accused all four of those boys of being in collusion with gamblers. When I made him admit he didn't have the evidence to back his charges up, he reinstated the boys. I know, I know, but, but I tonight, still... Tonight, after two of the boys are beaten up so that they can't play well, 
Mortimer directs the DA's office to an unknown gambler who all too readily breaks down and confesses that he bribed the boys to throw the game. Hey, that does sound a little fishy, doesn't it? It sounds plenty fishy, Chief. I think Canfield's story had something to do with what's been happening to the Metropolis High School basketball team and that he was killed to prevent him from telling it to you. Oh, wait a minute, Kent. Wait a minute. Isn't that jumping to conclusions? Well, maybe, but I believe I'm right. And if I am... I'm afraid this business won't stop with the murder of Canfield and the cowardly framing of innocent boys. Mm. Meanwhile, you don't want those two boys to spend a night in jail, do you, Chief? No, no, of course not. I'll grab your hat and coat. We'll run downtown to bail Tony and Cass out. Then I'm going to get to the bottom of this. A few minutes later, as Clark Kent and Perry White start back to Metropolis to bail Tony Rizzuti and Casimir Pulaski out of jail, six well-dressed men are gathered around a table in the library of Vincent Kirby's imposing stone townhouse facing the park. In the lapel of each man's coat is a large white dewy fresh carnation. And before each man is a galley proof of the first page of a newspaper. As Vincent Kirby clears his throat, the men look up. Hello, Knights of the White Carnation. I've called this special meeting to report the progress we have made thus far in our campaign to clear Metropolis athletics of foreigners. Tonight, I show each of you a galley proof of page one of tomorrow's Daily Blade, which, as you know, I control. As you see, the headline and main story have to do with the arrest of two Metropolis high school boys, Tony Rizzuti and Casimir Pulaski, both of whom are charged with accepting money for throwing tonight's basketball game. However, gentlemen, the work of the Knights of the White Carnation in this affair is far from over. As a matter of fact, this is only the beginning. Because our interest, not only in driving a few boys off an athletic team, our ultimate goal is to drive every boy and girl of foreign ancestry out of our schools. You agree? Good. Now, listen to this, gentlemen. I have a surprise plan for which the preparatory work is already done. The foundations are already laid. Tomorrow, we go into real action. And by tomorrow night... Every foreigner in Metropolis will be trembling in his shoes. With cold eyes gleaming and thin, cruel lips curled back from his teeth in a beast-like snarl, Vincent Kirby, leader of the intolerant Knights of the White Carnation, voices his mysterious threat against American boys and girls. What is it? We'll know more in a moment when we return for the startling climax of today's episode. So stand by! Say, gang, have you got a favorite among those comic buttons in that new series from Packages of Kellogg's Pep? Maybe you like Vitamin Flithart best. He's kind of comical with his shaggy white hair and, and shaggy fur coat. Or maybe Brenda Starr, because she's so pretty. Or maybe Superman himself, because he's so doggone handsome in his bright blue jersey and red Superman insignia. Of course, no matter which is your favorite, you'll want to collect all 18 pep comic buttons in this new series. And you want the fun of trading duplicates with your pals, too. And say, you wouldn't miss the thrill of wearing your pep comic buttons pinned on your jacket or your dress or your cap. So, how about asking Mom to be sure to get you some Kellogg's Pep? That's the only way you can get these swell comic buttons, you know. You don't send in either money or a box stop, but inside every package of Kellogg's Pep you open, there's a nifty new comic button for your collection. And what else do you get from a package of pep? Mighty terrific eating. Why, a bowl of those whole wheat flakes for breakfast gives you a head start on a happy day. And it gives you energy, vitamin B1, and good old sunshine, vitamin D. And is this a tasty way to take in all that good nourishment? I mean, pep's terrific. So ask mom to get P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. (laughs) 
As our story continues, it is the next morning. Clark Kent enters Perry White's office in the Daily Planet, where the gray-haired editor who was speaking on the telephone beckons to him. Now, here he is now. Hold the wire. Oh, Kent, somebody wants you on the phone. Oh, thanks, Chief. Say, where's Jim? Do you know? I want to see him. He was called out to Metropolis High School. Seems something happened out there. Oh. Hello, Kent speaking. Oh, yes, Mr. Reed. Why, yes, I suppose I could. What's up? Jim Olson asked you to call me? What's the matter? Wait a minute, Chief. Trouble? Why, what's happening? Well, what is it, Kent? Hold it, Chief, please. It's already started. Well, yes, I can... Hello? Wait a minute, Coach. Oh, he hung up. Well, what's happening, Kent? No, 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 wait. Where are you going? To Metropolis High School and fast. See you later, Chief. Leaving Perry White's office, Clark Kent hurries out into a deserted storeroom. Quickly strips off his business suit and in a moment is set to leap from a window in his true identity of Superman. Up! Up! And away! Flashing through the sky like a red and blue meteor, the Man of Steel heads for Metropolis High School, where he has just been told Jimmy Olsen and others are in danger. What has happened at Metropolis High? As Vincent Kirby, hate leader of the intolerant Knights of the White Carnation, made good his threat to strike again at democracy. We'll know more tomorrow, gang, so don't miss the next exciting action-packed episode. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Say, gang, do you know the only cereal that goes snap, crackle, and pop when you pour on milk? Kellogg's Rice Krispies. Sure, you've seen those famous little elves snap, crackle, and pop in cartoons and on the Rice Krispies package. And you've heard those golden bubbles of oven-popped rice sing out at breakfast time. That means they're crisp. Crisp as crisp can be. So have yourself a bowl full tomorrow morning. Ask Mom for the one and only Snap, Crackle, and Pop cereal. Kellogg's Rice Krispies. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. <laughs>